Ready? Yep. I'm gonna swing from, from the, the quarantine. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really make any sense. Man, okay. I was really about to do that high note too. You can do it. From the chandelier. From the chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, what are you doing? Why are you being chaotic? Literally for no reason. Sorry, um, this is clearly the second episode we recorded tonight, hence the uh, level of intoxicated. Did you drive it behind? No. No. No, you dropped it behind. The, you're I'm getting sorry. You need to get that from behind the couch. I'm Stop so moving. I'm just facing him out a little bit more. I'll get it after we record. Welcome, <laughs> welcome back to our really chaotic podcast. My name. We didn't even say our name last episode. My name is Patrick Hill. My name is Jordan Gerdell, but don't Google me. Don't look me up. If you Google Patrick Hill, an uh, artist comes up. Who? He's a visual artist named Patrick Hill. Is it your alter? Is it you? Well, the more successful version of me, clearly. Unfortunately. <laughs> when you Google Jordan Grinnell, it is actually me that pops up. Really? I think it's like my Weebly. Do you remember Weebly? Weebly. It's my Weebly uh, website. Mm. And then it also has um, some YouTube videos oh God. from when I did some short horror films back on the YouTubes. Did you know? I found this out. That too. was like the gayest thing you've ever done. <laughs> did you know? With your little hand flick? Well, this is a very gay thing that I discovered. Okay. Or very millennial thing. Gay millennial thing. Okay. Uh, did you know that you could put you could like put an image in Google and search it and it'll tell you where the clothes is from in the picture? The clothes? Yes. I didn't know about the clothes. I didn't mean to do that, and I was like, I had an image and I was dragging it somewhere else, and it accidentally what was the into image? Google. It was of an editor at my work that I was doing a graphic design thing oh, of, mm-hmm. but I dropped it into Google on accident, and it told me where her blazer was from. It was like, oh, this that's was creepy. At. All of my shit's from Amazon. But or Ross, I wish I, I got known that because there's so many times when I see these creators online that I'm like, I love that shirt. Where'd they get it? They didn't tell me. So now I know I can just pop it in Google and Google that will tell me exactly crazy. where it's from. That is really crazy. I didn't know that. Technology is scary. It really is. Don't even AI's know. taken over. It really, and it, yeah, it's already here. We already got aliens. Like, yeah. AI um, is the least of my concerns. That video you sent me, one, that guy sounds like a raving lunatic, but also he's like the former director of the CEIA, the one who was I mean, like, yeah. the aliens are coming in 2027. That's a, such a random year, too. I'm also kind of like, if that's the case, can we just like chill until <laughs> Seriously. Like, I don't want to go to my Q3 review. Are you kidding me? Mm. I don't want to talk about my goals and my quarterly. Let's just like hang out for a couple of years. Yeah, let's just vibe. Let's just live our lives. There's that. And then also like all of the news from NASA about the solar flares. Have you heard about that? No. How there's like possible solar flares that they're trying to like work up a solution for that if they, they're like projected and soon, I don't know what the specific dates are, that they could potentially damage like our internet network globally okay that wouldn't be the worst where thing. internet basically doesn't work for several months good i feel I like mean, all i would lose my to... job because my job's on the internet but you know um I th- well i think i think everybody everything would have is to stop very de- especially if you are currently in any kind of job we use email mm-hmm. for everything yep. so I, I do feel like that would be a little bit of a concern a little bit of but concern. uh honestly i wouldn't be opposed to a little bit of a social media a little, detox. A little group sabbatical with everybody yeah sounds good to me yeah same um welcome back to our podcast silent screaming resurrected where we talk about horror movies and 
obviously get drunk and also like do a little bit of ASMR. That was really bad ASMR. We can, yeah, we did a little tinkle tinkle. Well, not tinkle. These are in plastic. <laughs> I listened to um, an ASMR video yesterday. It was a very niche video, but it was a six from the 60s, a woman, a salesperson. Is this even what it is? A salesperson. Hello. Hello. It was a sales. I can't hear my phone. I don't know. It just wasn't picking it up. It was a saleswoman from the 60s selling me a perfume kit oh. in the YouTube video. It's very relaxing. She sells seashells by the seashore. One time I was that. You remember when I was that for Halloween? She sells seashells by the seashore? Uh-huh. I feel like yes. For Halloween, I dressed up. It looked like I like I had a huge trench coat on. And like, to I make do it, remember that. To make it sexy, I'd put some like, lingerie on underneath. Well, it wasn't full lingerie, but it was like, you know, implied that it was. And you had seashells inside? Yeah, and then on the inside of my trench coat, I had seashells hot glued. <laughs> and it said seashells 50 cents or something like that, or $1, mm-hmm. I don't remember. I thought that was freaking clever, actually. <laughs> That's pretty clever. It's pretty yeah, clever. Um, in our last episode, we kind of covered like what you've been watching recently. But I do want to say two other things I didn't mention were some okay. shows that I have been binging lately. Okay. I think I talked about this in an earlier episode, but I finally finished it was that show From. Did you ever watch it? <sighs> oh, no. I feel a negative opinion coming on. No, it's just that um, we've already talked about the fact that I have been watching it. It's kind of like in the last episode when you were like, have, have you seen, seen Barbie? the Barbie movie? And I'm like, bitch, we saw it together. Well, I just wanted to make sure, like, have you been? I'm not up to date on it. Okay. But I have, I think I'm like pretty much done with season I one. I caught up on season two. Okay. Finished it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you were like so irritated with me. <laughs> um, they just renewed it for season three. Which I didn't think was going to happen, and I was very upset at the end of season two. I was like, oh no, if this doesn't continue, I'm going to go crazy, because mm. so many unanswered questions. I also started watching the TV series um, that's British, from War of the Worlds. Oh, okay. Oh, um, it's, it's from Cineflix, or one of those weird streaming production companies. Um, it's very good, too. It's good. I really enjoy it. It's not as, like, the movie... War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise and Dakota Fanning was like scary to me just because I remember being scared by it. Like mm. the way the aliens were presented, mm-hmm. the way they killed people, like turning them into dust was way scarier oh, uh-huh. than this one is. Because uh-huh. this isn't like aliens like we think of them. This is like more like realistic. Mm. I mean, the aliens are still killing everybody. It's just yeah. not as spooky. Have um, you been seeing all those memes where it was like my alien? It's like my my alien memes uh-uh. were like because obviously the government has come out and said aliens are real. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like all these memes now where it's like of a like an emaciated alien. And it's like my alien visiting Texas and like binging barbecue and Dr Pepper. <laughs> and it, it's like dead on the ground. Um, sorry. Do you think the aliens listen to our podcast? I really hope so. Um, if you do, we said, hi, bestie. We say, beep-boop-bop. Um, boop-beep-bop. I'm sorry, that's probably a slur in your language. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> um, 
But you should come and you should um, be on our podcast. Be on the podcast. You should also take over our forms of government and help mm-hmm. us out and make the world a better place. Make the world a better place. I just love how the government was like, hey, there are aliens. And we were like, okay. And? We're like, well, it's hot as fuck. Like, it's hot as fuck. The world's dying. We can't afford anything. I can barely afford my uh, rent. We don't have health care, affordable yeah. health care. And everyone in government is, like, 850 years old. Yeah, so, so like, like, tell me something that's actually going to, like, affect me. Mm-hmm. Um, Until I see an alien spaceship, like, landing in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, okay, that's, oh, like, kind of crazy. It is, like, kind of crazy. I had a what? friend that showed me a video. She was out on Lake Travis a few weeks ago. And she said, cause I don't know if you saw on the news, but on Lake Travis there was sightings of a unidentified space flying object. Mm. I don't think we're allowed to call it UFO anymore. I think it's like taboo. Because they've been identified now. They're yeah, like, I think it, them's be aliens. It's, kind of, it's controversial to say they're UFOs, but like she showed me the video and it's like uh, these like specks of light and then they just stop midair and then like a, a ring of smoke comes out. Like it's a perfectly circular shape and it comes mm. out and it like goes backwards and then it zooms away. You can find it if you if you Google like um, spaceship Lake Austin twenty twenty three like it'll show. Hmm. This was a few weeks ago, but totally backtracking. What I have also been watching that I forgot to mention earlier is um, I've been watching Hijack hmm. on Apple is. TV. It has Idris Elba. Mm, love Idris Elba. And it, it it is it my favorite show ever? Probably not. But is it very entertaining? Yes. Is it stressful? Yes. Is it about the plane being hijacked? Yeah, obviously, because that's the name of the show. But it's also very good. Hmm. If you're looking for something to watch. Hmm. That's how I felt watching Oppenheimer, which I saw last night. Mm-hmm. Which, have you seen it? Not yet. It was very stressful. Yeah. Even though it was historical. So, like, I know what was Was it boring? Happen. No. No, it was not boring. Okay. It was three hours, and it didn't feel like three hours okay. to me. That's I enjoyed it thoroughly the whole time. I like think I was really resistant because I felt like there was like a either you like Barbie or you like Oppenheimer uh-huh. thing going on, uh-huh. and everyone was like, mm, "You're like if you like Oppenheimer, you're like a straight boy, and if you like Barbie, you're a gay boy." But I liked both. What does that mean? Am I a bi boy? I don't know. No, I just think that like you're a normal. I like person. I like art. You don't let good. social media dictate your life. I think I was really resistant because I didn't know that Oppenheimer was going to be like as um, transparent and like negative about like how fucked up that is. Like that he created something that kind of like made the world worse. Yeah. And like also like killed a bunch mm-hmm. of people. Um, and the movie was like very transparent in the exploration of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's why I really liked it. Okay. Um, also, I didn't realize that, like, not to get on a tangent, but back when they were inventing the bomb, mm-hmm. um, the atom bomb or whatever, the A-bomb, they were worried because in their calculations, there was a possible outcome that was, like, 1% likely or whatever, that um, when they ignited the bomb, it would tar- start a chain reaction in the atmosphere that would make all of the oxygen on Earth, like, ignite so okay. the Earth would implode explode basically yeah so um i didn't know that that was their one of their concerns back then <laughs> that's that really is scary. wild that is very terrifying and they were like we could actually in the world after that 
Bring it on, baby. But um, what else are you looking forward to that's coming up? Uh, well, I think we have a very similar list. So we Ooh, can just like. Do it together. We can go ping pong, ping pong. Ping pong, ping pong. Um, the first one is, um, which we didn't, I don't think either of us realized that it came out this, like Today. as we were recording, this is August the 11th, as we we're recording, is the last voyage of the Demeter, of Demeter. I think it's of the Demeter, yes, yeah, right? Um, I didn't realize, we've, been, we've talked about it a few times on our podcast, but I didn't realize, I, I personally have not seen a Single trailer. trailer for it, any kind of marketing for it at Nothing. all. Nothing. I'm very confused by that. I only I, saw I, it because I looked on IMDb. That's when I saw it initially and never saw once saw a trailer outside soft of launch. looking for it on IMDb. I'm very confused. Which is part of why I feel like it's not being received well because no one freaking knows what's no, happening. I had no idea. Um, yeah, I've been wanting to watch that and do an episode on it. I don't know if we can because of, you know, whatever. Fucking blah. Writer's yeah. strike. Actor's strike. Um, I'm also looking forward to mm, cautiously, cautiously optimistic about the Nun Two. I just don't think it's going to be good. I the Nun One was um, objectively bad. Is it called the Nun One? <laughs> Sorry, the Nun, the Nun, the Nun One, the Nun One. Yeah, I don't know. We saw the trailer for it, and um, I wouldn't say it's like, oh, that looks terrible. But I'm not like, ooh, we should go see that. They have to really like up the stakes and like make it better because the first one was just mm-hmm. a huge it letdown. It just feels like one of those movies that's like made for TV. the generalized audience. Also yeah, TV. like mm-hmm. they want as many people to see it as possible to generate revenue and I just don't feel like those are my types of movies. I want something that's going to make me feel something. Mm. I'm also looking forward to A Haunting in Venice. Yes, that looks so good. Which is the first like Poirot movie that's delving into like the horror genre kind of in that cinematic universe. I never saw Death on the Nile because mm-hmm. I was one. I don't really love Gal Gadot and Army. Well, that was Army also was came out with Army Hammer was like going through a lot of the like crazy kooky stuff. Yeah, but I'm also really I love the cast. It has Michelle Yeoh in it mm-hmm. from Everything Everywhere and everything else that she's in. It also has. Fucking Tina Fey in it, which makes uh-huh. me really excited. Um, that's a lot of people. A lot of people that I recognize. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be really good. What else? What else is on here? I personally am very excited about the Exorcist Believer movie. The, the trailer is looking looks, good. The trailer, I was genuinely very surprised at how scary it looks. They cast. The girl who's playing, not the, the main black girl, but the white girl, uh-huh. looks a lot like... Reagan? Uh, what's that actress's name? Linda Blair. Yeah. She looks a lot like her out of the prosthetic makeup, but when they put her in it, I'm like, that's Linda Blair. Yeah. Looks just like her. It looks yeah. just like Pazuzu did in that fucking original movie. Yeah. And it made the trailer really unsettling because I was like, I finally, when I watched the trailer, finally understood like the feelings I think that people had when they saw the original Exorcist. Yeah. Because I see it now and I'm like, well, this is a movie made in the 70s. That's why it's not like as scary to me. Mm-hmm. But like putting that into a movie well, made yeah. now, I'm like, I know it's I'm hyping it up too much. And maybe it's not going to be very good. But we'll just say this. The trailer looks good. Looks good. Looks right. And not only are we getting two demons, but we're getting, I mean, not only are we getting one demon, we're getting two, two demons. demons. Which I don't think we've ever had before. Normally it's just like one. It's like a sister demon bond. Yeah. And it has Ellen Burstyn coming back. And it has... um. And Dowd, who like everything yeah. she's in, I'm like, and she's Leslie incredible. Odom Jr. We and love Leslie Odom Jr. Love Leslie Odom Jr. And I'm so excited. Like I, like again, I think because we heard some rumors that like the initial test screen of the movie was 
less than desirable. Exactly. Or I'm just hoping that was like editing faux pas and I'm hoping they'll fix it. Yeah, yeah. Because that's kind of what they do is they test screen and they fix. Like, so yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that that was an exaggeration. Um, I'm also very excited for uh, cautiously optimistic for Saw 10. The trailer, have you seen the trailer for it? I had no idea we were even at 10. Yeah, we're about to do Saw 10, which is insane. Yeah. I thought, they were, I thought they were done, but the trailer for it made it interesting because the premise is the first one that I've been like, oh, it's still him like putting people through the games, basically, which mm-hmm. is like the premise of all the Saw movies. But you know how like the main guy, I can remember his name, John something, mm-hmm. he got cancer and he like died earlier in the series. Yeah. This is like a, a flashback to when he was, well, it's not even like, all the way back, but it's like some somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. where he was like getting cancer treatment and he went to a facility in Mexico and he got like this full like not like mainline medicate medical treatment, but like some like woo-woo doctors there who like treated him, but they were when he finally went back to the States, a couple months later went to his normal checkup, the cancer had just gotten worse and they had like shown him scans when he was there that showed that he had been cured. So he realized he got scammed. Oh. And so then he does the saw game for all of the people that worked on him oh, in Mexico. Shit. And I'm like, this is the first time where it's like people who personally fucked him over. What? You can hear it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this is the first time where it's a movie where they personally fucked him over, you know? Right. And like, I feel like that's really exciting. I have not seen this trailer. I'm genuinely shocked that I haven't seen this yet. It looks pretty good. It's also, coming like out the, it's also coming out the same day as the Paw Patrol movie. And as people on the internet said, this is our next Barbenheimer. It's uh, Saw Patrol, where it's uh, you do a double feature where you go see Paw Patrol and then you see Saw 10. <laughs> That's like a very niche like, <laughs> person that would be interested both. in both. I'm a little weary of someone who would go see both, but maybe real. <laughs> yeah. Saw Patrol. Saw Patrol. <laughs> Be there on the double. Um, I think the only other horror movie is... Yes, Friday Night at Freddy's. I'm going to talk about Friday Night at Freddy's because that has the guy from Hungry Eagles named Josh. Josh Hutcherson. Thank you. Um, little Joshy Poole. He was a dad. Mm-hmm. He was a dad in this movie. and He's I old feel, enough to be a dad, which like, means we're old enough to be parents. feel the wrinkles on my face. Oh, um, but sorry. it looks really good. It looks like campy in like all the right ways. It, it looks like how you would think it would look. Mm-hmm. And I, it made me hopeful. Um, I still think it's going to be one of those ones where it's like not going to be for everybody. Yeah. It's going to be, very, it's, it's giving, what's that Tom, uh, not who's Tom Hanks. I know who Tom Hanks is. Nicholas Nicolas Cage. Cage. Um, I never saw it, what you're talking about. Um, Willie's. Willie's. It's, it's. Willie's Wonderland. Yes. It's very, it's giving, it's giving that vibe, which I'm not mad about. So I'm, I'm looking Isn't forward to Isn't Five Nights at Freddy's a video game too? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it was. Speaking of Josh Hutcherson, the Hunger Games, I'm excited for the Hunger Games prequel movie that's coming out. Um, I'm kind of like skeptical for some reason that it's not going to live up to the hype. I don't know how it could. Hunger Games is such a big, you know, moment for yeah. for pop culture, and I don't know if it does have Viola Davis and uh, Peter Dinklage in, it, and it's kind of hard to not make something amazing with the two of I them. I think it's going to be amazing, but I do think you're going to have the people that are die-hard Hunger Games fans, mm-hmm. and they're going to be very critical. And I think that unfortunately that might o- overshadow a lot of the. Speaking of cultural moments, the one other thing I will say I'm excited about, this is not horror at all, is My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. <laughs> I I don't even know if I saw the second one. You know what? I saw it once and I do not even remember it. Yeah. Because I don't think it was very good. But something about the third one makes me feel optimistic somehow. Yeah. Um, but the first one was classic. 
Always classic. Oh, yeah. It's so good. The one thing I will say that made me feel not good was... Did you see the poster I posted about on my Instagram story? How they look more and more like... CGI. Yeah, like yeah. They've been like added in in post. Yeah. It's bad. If you're a yeah. listener, you should go look at the My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 posters and see how bad it looks. Yeah. Looks like none of those people have ever met in their entire life. <laughs> I just put them on a poster. They, they probably did. I mean, they obviously met I have a friend who was in that industry who explained it to me and was like, oh, this is why. Because X, like, it would have been because of the filming schedule. They probably didn't have time. Yeah, to sure. like take the pictures so they they just had an artist like use footage to render and like that's why it looks like sure, shit but i'm but... also like how hard just, like, would do it better. Been? yeah i just like do better i don't know I don't i'm like you. also can we just break from the tradition of what the first and second movie posters looked like and make something completely different if you can't get them all in one space well i think if you're gonna do the second one to resemble the first one, you almost have to do the third one in the same. I guess so. Format. Well, they didn't do it very well. It, like, because no, the first I one agree. looks like there's a window yeah. between the family and the couple. The second one looks like they're kind of like breaking through the window, yeah. and the third one looks like the window doesn't exist. It's just like a line. It's just a weird line there. Very strange. But anyways, that's all I have for business. That's nice. Um, we're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna come back and talk about. Uh, quarantine and also rec. I'm gonna talk about rec one, two, and three. Oh, I'm only gonna talk and about quarantine one and two. I'm only gonna talk about the first two of each. I'll just like give a little splash to the other two. A little splash. A little, okay. splash, a little splash, spread. splash. We'll be right. Bye. See you later. Bye bye. Hi. Welcome back. Who are you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm like, how, how are you? How are you? Who are, who are you? Who are you in my house? I'm the owner of this house. <laughs> There's some holes in this house. There's some holes on the oh. Um, Welcome back. This is Silent Screaming Part Well, obviously. Part uh, the two of the part. Wow, well, I'm too dumb for this. <laughs> The part two of those of first the part, part ones. Of the part one. So obviously we're talking about um if you haven't heard now you heard it's quarantine and wreck. And if you don't know and if you're confused and you're like, what does that mean? You may have heard of the movie Quarantine, mm-hmm. which was the American version of the original horror movie Wreck R E C made in Barcelona. Barcelona. Espana. <laughs> Um, wreck is like record, you get it? Because it's like a POV handheld camera. Oh, I'm kidding. I did not. <laughs> did you know that? I did, know did you that. know? I did. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. There's actually a lot to uncover in this. There's a lot to uncover. There's a lot to uncover. Um, they both kind of become like cinematic universes. I guess quarantine, mm-hmm. not as much because there's, I think there's only been two. Yes, there's only been two. There's quarantine and then quarantine two. And then rec, I just found out. I thought rec only had three. There's four. There's four. There's rec. There's rec. Two. Two. There's rec, <laughs> rec three genesis. And there's rec four apocalypse. apocalypse. Yeah. So let's talk about, do you want to talk about rec first since it's the OG? Absolutely. So I watched one, two, and three. Okay. I only watched I the first I had never two. seen any of them. Jordan had. I think you would put that on like your top 10 list. I did. I did. Because when I was in high school, I remember uh, quarantine came out in 08. Mm -hmm. And I remember someone telling me, oh, you have to see the original. I was like, what do you mean? 
in the original came out in 07. Mm -hmm. So I've known about it since high school, at least. And I was just like a fan ever since. But yeah. I didn't know. I mean, I, I guess I knew that they had a third one, but I also didn't realize they had a fourth one as well. Mm -hmm. um, but the first one, I it thought so good. it was so good. It, it was really well done. Yes. Um, like, I feel like after that, that was back when found footage was really popular. Mm -hmm. And like after that, I think everyone got tired of shaky cam, but I never felt that with Wreck. I never felt like, oh, this is shaky cam. I can't see what's happening. It felt right. very like clear the whole time while not feeling like super polished. Yeah. Um, I will say a lot of my opinion about Wreck, I think, is like in comparison with Quarantine. Because mm -hmm. if you don't know, if you've not seen either of them, Quarantine in a lot of ways is like a shot for shot recreation. It literally of is exactly. Where they just put it into English. I don't think it's not fair because apparently in the United States, they released Quarantine on DVD before Wreck ever was available in the United States. Oh, really? So people don't even have the opportunity to see Wreck first. Mm -hmm. So that might also be why you didn't get to see it, depending on when you I saw had to like bootleg it yeah. on the dark web. On the dark web. <laughs> um, I don't know. It was really well done it was it felt grungy yes um something about it um compared to quarantine as much as i loved quarantine also it felt more hollywoodified you thought wreck was no quarantine. oh yeah no i agree I this agree. one felt more like authentic it did because i, I rewatched it recently because i wanted to yeah refresh my memory for the podcast and i agree i think the like the pov that it felt like it was shot on an actual like home recorder, mm -hmm. video tape recorder. So, and and also, and maybe it's because we didn't have like recognizable actors in it too that helped. Mm -hmm. But I agree, it felt more homemade. Yeah, one of the things I read when I was looking at facts about the movie that I think really contributed to how. There was just, like, palpable stress and anxiety that I don't feel like you got as much in the other one. Mm -hmm. Like, it was still there, but it was more, like, like, there was more of a defined structure. They intentionally hired people, one, who were good at improv. Mm -hmm. So they could, like, have, like, dialogue that wasn't necessarily scripted. Yeah. And then they only gave them scripts on, like, what they were shooting that day. Mm. So they only got, like, a couple of lines at a time or a couple of scenes at a time. So none of them oh, knew the fate cool. of their characters until they were shooting the scene where whatever <gasps> happened to their character oh, happened. No. So it created this natural like feeling of anxiety for all these actors yeah, because they didn't know if their characters were going to live or die or I what. I love that. And I think you can really tell. Yeah. Like if you watch them side by side, quarantine, I'm like, I just got a vibe. I'm like, okay, this is the final girl from the moment I started. I'm like, she's going to live through the whole thing. And like all these other people are just like yeah. cannon fodder. In Wreck, yes, like, I still recognize that that's, like, the main character, but everyone still felt like they were a major part of the story. Yeah. In a way that they weren't in quarantine. I agree. Um, yeah. I agree. I, yeah, there's just something about Wreck that I, it, it's just so unique, and it's so different, and I love quarantine. Mm -hmm. I really do. It is, it is one of my favorite horror movies, but, yeah, Wreck was just, I don't know. And I know we and we talked about found footage films before, but I think if you were to watch it back in 07 or 08, closer to the time it came out, I think it had much more in an, of an impact on you than if you were to watch it today. Yeah. And I think the effects that they used, the practical effects that they used, and the the makeup was 
really, really well done as well. And the yeah. jump scares and the editing, all of it was, was very well done along with the acting. But I agree. I, I was thinking about this today. I wonder if you played Quarantine and Wreck push play at the same time, how closely it would align. And I think it would be very close. I think they do so much of it incredibly scene by scene. Um, there was a couple of things. I, I watched them literally like one after the other. So mm-hmm. I was able to really pay attention to like what was different. And there was a few little things that they like, I think changed for American audiences because mm-hmm. like it made more sense to us. Um, I'm trying to think like there was something in the, when they were writing in the fire truck that felt very, different something about there was like a whole scene in the spanish version that was in like you couldn't hear it because of the siren like they were talking but you couldn't hear what they were saying mm-hmm. they did that something completely different for the american they audience. had a whole di- well they were trying to build the the character in the american version of like the one firefighter and how he's like a womanizer mm-hmm. and like i think yeah. we got more character development in that scene that we didn't in wreck yep but i mean i don't know how much of a, of a difference that really makes because you know and we're going to give spoilers because, hello, you've had Come out almost so 20 many years, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, the firefighters don't, at least that particular one, didn't really make it that long. No. So Spoiler alert, in both of these movies, not a single person lives, so. Except. Well, kind of. The girl. Well. Yeah. In Wreck, she lives, but does she? Oh, did you ever see the sequel? Yeah. I rewatched okay. it today. Oh. Because <laughs> she lived-ish. He, she, her body was there. Her body was present in the sequel. I really, I mean, for me personally, before we get into the second one, I mean, that's really all I have to say about Quarantine and Wreck. I feel like they're both solid. Mm-hmm. Personally, if just based on our audience, like I would urge you to, to watch Wreck over yes. Quarantine if you haven't seen either, but I, you might hate that I'm going to say this, but if you're going to pick one out of the two, I personally would pick quarantine just because i just because it's of what more you, accessible yeah, yeah yeah it is more accessible i think that both are very are successful horror movies quarantine to me is successful because it literally just copy pasted what worked for wreck and then put it in english yeah and i and it gave like a really high caliber actress i don't know if she was as big back then but the, the main the reporter yeah she's like a really good actress she yeah. was in uh dexter and some other things she's like very talented the exorcism of emily rose yes which she was she's also very- fantastic in um and then one of the firefighters i also recognized him from things too i can't remember what but oh he's so cute he's very too. hot very hot yeah that's so charming. um i think both movies also did really well was that they didn't set it obviously in a set like that was a building and you felt that that was like a real place and it felt like you felt the like uncertainty of where you were going and like the coldness too it just felt so cold it felt so cold and so dark yeah and like that darkness felt like normal at first you're like oh this is just like one of those older buildings that kind of has like dim lighting and then like as the movie goes on you're like oh this is much more sinister and I didn't realize Joey King was the little girl. Yes, yes. I forgot about that. She was yeah. in the American version. And then even the, the veterinarian in the American version, mm-hmm. he's in a lot of things too. I can't even tell you his name. I know. Oh, yeah. Um. Oh, my God. I just was thinking about, oh, I got to look him up because he was in something else that I was like, oh, I just watched this guy in Quarantine. Not, not, sorry, Quarantine. Yeah, I'm terrible with names, but he was he's in, in a lot of things too. Me and him, Greg. He's not even who I'm thinking about, but yes, oh. he is in a lot of stuff. Greg German. He was in Ally McBeal. 
And Child's Play too. Wait, what's the main character? What's the main actress's name? Oh, Carpenter. Um, oh, shoot. I was trying to see. There was one other actor in this. The guy who gets killed in the elevator by... Yes, it's a guy from American Horror Story. Oh. Dennis O'Hare. Yeah, He's the guy who gets killed in the elevator by the dogs, which was yes. like very random. Yes. Um, the one thing I will say that I did not like that Quarantine took out that Wreck did really well was they took out the demon aspect in Quarantine. They just made it about yeah. a virus. Yeah. Which I think that the demon aspect works really well in Wreck. And I agree. I don't know why they made that decision. I guess just to like make it more realistic. Can you imagine if these movies had come out like now? Oh my god, that'd be terrifying. Yeah, or like in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Like right after the no, pandemic. These movies would have been way scarier back then or now, basically, because of what we've been through with quarantine and everything. But well, even if you have seen quarantine. You should go back and rewatch it because I do think it hits differently now. With the, oh, definitely yeah. the like the locked in syndrome that you feel, um, yeah. Um, and then also there's Wreck Two and Quarantine Two. Did you see Quarantine Two? I did, and the airport one so different. Okay, so I I saw Wreck Two. I actually this is really weird, but I actually think I like Wreck Two more Better than Wreck One. Yeah, it's very good. You can tell that they increased their budget. Yes. You can tell that, I mean, like, the, the the amount of scares that you get, I think it pays off more. It's more intense. Too. It's more intense. It's, it's I, I think it's more fast-paced because, because it literally happens, in, like, right after. It's, you literally. Yes, the moment that the, well, not even the moment that it ends. It happens, it starts, like, at the same time. That the yeah, like, you could before. literally play both movies. One, back to back. Back to back, and it's, like, the one simultaneous movie seamless and so you don't have the character development that you would in most movies it just picks up exactly at the moment the other one left off Mm -hmm. so you don't have that lull of trying to understand like who was this and who was that like we don't give a shit we're just going right into it yep and so i like the fast pace of it but also there is a part in rec 2 where you find out that there are some teenagers that come into the building or like sneak Mm -hmm. into the building so i like that we get a little bit of a break from the chaos that is you know the the main character the priest going around and like trying to deal with all these like demons that are running around and you kind of see a little bit of a side plot Mm -hmm. i like that part because otherwise i just feel like it would have just been too much yeah absolutely um i think that it was like a nice little respite and I liked all those characters, but I also think you felt the whole time, like just after seeing the first one, you were like, nobody in this movie is about to survive. Right. We like, talk about plot armor a lot. And like, there's none in this movie none. in either. And mm-hmm. I, the only people I think that have any semblance of plot armor in either are someone has to hold the camera in the first one. But even in true rack two, I think what makes it really successful is that they kill the camera guy twice Yeah. because they just jump to a different camera. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it really well done. Um, that's something also that I really like, which you haven't seen, Rec 3. Mm-hmm. Rec 3, I think it's been like described as almost a parody of Rec 1 and 2. Because okay. it starts out in that traditional format. It's a wedding. It's a wedding in Spain. Okay. These people are getting married, and they're really cute, and you really like them. And there's this like production company that's like fault, like the people, the cinematographers for the wedding. And I think like the, the main guy who's videotaping is somehow like related to the groom um but the uncle comes in with like 
a wound. He's like, oh yeah, it's on back. I got like I don't know what it is. But anyway, so he has like a bandage on. He's like, it's fine, whatever. And then like he has, he like gets infected at the the uh, reception, okay. and then it like kind of goes crazy. But pretty quickly, when the outbreak starts, the camera guy dies like mm. almost immediately. Uh-oh. And you're like, fuck. And then like... the rest of the movie is not. POV found footage. It's just normal, like a normal movie. Okay, I was wondering about that because I, when I was looking up the third and fourth one, I looked at some of the stills and I noticed that they it look cinematic. Exactly. I'm yeah. like, what is this? It was basically like a fuck you to the audience because like you came here to watch a found footage movie. Fuck you, it's done. And they like immediately it goes to like the full cinematic scope, and you're like, wait, I kind of like that. Though. I liked it. I thought it was really cool. It has yeah. a really bad rating, but I thought it was so fun. It was much like rec three is like a cheese fest and it's supposed to be like, okay you can tell, i like that though. like it's like a bright and grim like fighting all of their zombie relatives like what about that is like not oh, gonna man. be wild and fun okay um yeah. it's a ton of fun i had the best time watching it i'd watch it again with you okay if you want to yeah uh, we'll just watch it right after this and watch it, uh, <laughs> good yeah extend our night a bit um but it was a good time yeah. i think that i like that they decided to just like take a completely different direction with it just for fun. And I think audience hated that because at the time mm. at least they really hated it. They I think, wanted what they were, they came there for. I think it should be a cult classic. I don't think it will be because it's like a third movie in a series, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that though. Um, Rec 4 haven't seen. Don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. It got better reviews on IMDb than the third three. one <laughs> yeah. did. So I don't know, but. I I did not like quarantine, quarantine too. It took place on a plane. And this is what we talked about in Evil Dead Rise. When you write the main plot to be taking place in such a small space like an airplane, mm-hmm. there's really not a lot that you can do. And they move it like kind of halfway through into an airplane hangar, but it still doesn't even... Yeah, I, I mean... I also didn't like how they're, they're like their black light looked because this to me wasn't like it was supposed to be effective. like a night cam yeah but but i didn't like it um no. i also didn't find no offense to the main actress who i recognized from fear the walking dead i didn't find her particularly captivating in this like i did the uh, reporters from wreck and quarantine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. also fun back the wreck reporter is a act she was an actual like news reporter like that's that's what her background really? is really mm-hmm. okay and I think you can see that. It feels very authentic mm-hmm. for her. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was it was still like a uh, fun time, but I don't think it was a particularly good movie. Um, I think they had, they're, they're like, okay, like we can't steal every plot from mm-hmm. Rex. So we're going to try to do our own thing. And then it flopped. And I think that's why we never got a third one. Yeah, because it just flopped real fast. I think they needed to do, I don't know why they didn't copy Wreck in the terms of like having a sequel that directly started right they after. They could still have like kind of done their own thing with different characters and objectives. But yeah, I, I don't know why they chose a, an airplane. I also really like, not to backtrack into Wreck too, but I liked how there was a scene where the teens are able to turn a TV on in there. Mm-hmm. And it shows them like watching the news about the building and they're like basically saying, oh, all of the people inside of we got them out. Yeah. They're like, no, like, no, you didn't. And like, we're going to probably like destroy the building or something. That's what they did in the the first, in quarantine. Mm-hmm. They said the same thing. They're, right they're like, everyone was evacuated. Like everyone's safe. And they're like, no, we're literally still in here. Yeah. 
But that is terrifying, though. Can you imagine? Yeah, that's when you know you're like fucked. fucked yeah, fucked. like there is no out. Yeah, you're going to die. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it's a really interesting, like, cinematic idea and universe mm-hmm. for both of them. I understand why they did quarantine. I part of me is like never fully understanding why we do these remakes in English when we could just like have a wider release for the other versions in Spanish. I think quarantine. It's kind of an exception because I think it was just as good, if not like improving upon some elements sure. in in some people's yeah. perspective. Yeah. Um, but other things like they just made that like dear mom or like dear mom or mommy dearest or whatever. Oh, or the one mommy. With, oh, good night, mommy. Good night, mommy. Where they remade it in English and everyone hated it. Yeah. Um, and they're about to remake Train to Busan Mm-mm. in an American. We don't called, need that. Why it's going to be called Last Train to New York. Which no. makes no sense to me because why would you go to New York in a zombie apocalypse? No. Sounds like a really bad plan. But I just don't understand why we need to do that with really successful horror a lot of the time. So it's about money. It's all about money it's always. About money. But I hope they make more. <laughs> They're just fun. They I are really time. fun. I mean, and even Mason said this too. He's like, this is just like a fun movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. Quarantine and and wreck, like they're just solid. Just and a fun time. Yeah. If you're like, what's a good horror movie where it's like, I don't have to be too invested, but like it's still like entertaining and done well and mm-hmm. has good quality scares. Like I feel like it's just yeah. solid. I just, for me personally, think I like wreck better because I like adding the demon aspect into things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it makes it more. I think some people like it less, but I like it because it makes it spookier. Yeah, I think it depends on your upbringing. I feel like the people that were brought up in that type of environment find those types of things more scary mm-hmm. versus people that are mm-hmm. a little bit more removed from that. They're, I guess because find, they find it cheesy. I but... think Spain probably has a more rich like Catholic history 100%, than yeah. than um, the United States. <laughs> like, yeah, we're religious, but not in the same way. Yeah, that's what he said too. Because we were watching Rec. That's what Mason said too. We were watching Rec too today and i brought that up i was like they went really heavy because i had seen wreck 2 before but it's been at least since 2009 or 10 or whenever wreck 3 does too oh yeah because it's the wedding i guess that makes sense well there's just things in it that i was like i wasn't sure if they were gonna because they don't touch on the demon thing until pretty late in the movie Um, and then i was like oh yeah okay we're still demons god we're still demons um but yeah Yeah. it's it's very good big fan big fan of the wreck movies and of quarantine um also i didn't know i mean obviously i guess i think in both wreck and in quarantine the scenes in the dark are actually in the dark i don't think i realized that for some reason like the actors are just kind of like bumping around really yeah i mean that makes sense because how else would they get that footage to look like that but but they're just bumping around and i don't think the main girl in both i don't think she knew when they were going to pull her she's just like they were just told like fumble around for a little bit and then go towards the light of the camera and then stay there. And then they, I don't even know if there was, I read something that said that maybe they didn't, at least in wreck that she didn't know she was about to be pulled. She, she was told to like react to whatever happens. And like <gasps> That would be a hard pass for me. Like, oh, especially in the dark. Yeah, oh my God. No. That would be a very authentic reaction for me. And I also, she just screamed. I think for me, you would get a fuck. Yeah, I probably would have like farted or something. Like I don't know. I would. I would have been like. Ah! Oh my god, that would have been so good if she oh. farted. Oh, so amazing. But yeah, um, once again, 
If you like our podcast, rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe. You can also follow us on the TikToks and the Instagrams. We should probably do a thread at some point. I don't want to do it though. A thread? Thread. A thread. That's the new one. That's Instagram's Twitter. Um, I thought it was shorts. No, it's YouTube shorts. That's YouTube shorts. Follow us at uh, Silent Screening Podcast on both. You can also email us with any comments, queries. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, email us at silentscreamingpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like our audio and video to sound and look better, because it could. And it should. You should donate to our GoFundMe. We'll post the link in the description of this episode. Um, We have about $520 right now. Thank you to our little... Our strong and mighty little fan group who are oh, donating, who are several yes. of Jordan's family and my family. Thank you, my family and Patrick's family and my friends. Mm-hmm. We love you all. Uh, keep giving us money so we can make even better podcast episodes. Yes, so long. Farewell to you, you my friend. Oh, we're singing a different song. <laughs> we're going to the music route. We're going the out of the box route. Goodbye for now until we meet again. Do you not know? Out of the box? I do, but I like so long. Farewell. I need to say adieu. 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 And say you and you and you. It's <laughs> my favorite. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.